Listener supported. WNYC Studios. One of the year's biggest news stories turns out to be one of the year's best music stories. This is Soundcheck. I'm John Schaefer, and today our annual Critics Week continues with a look at some musical hotspots around the world, and we'll look back at the year in dance. And singer-songwriter and comic book artist Jeffrey Lewis plays live and offers his year-end list of comics and graphic novels. But let's start with one of 2011's most momentous stories, the Arab Spring. Popular uprisings in North Africa and the Middle East began in Tunisia, where this rapper, known as El General, provided a spark. First, with his challenge to President Ben Ali in this song, Head of State, and then with his subsequent arrest. For our first guest, this was one of the top ten musical moments of the year. Siddhartha Mitter writes about music for the Boston Globe, MTV Iggy, and others, and joins me in the studio. Siddhartha, welcome back. Hey, John. Nice to see you. People following your <clears throat> top ten list on our webpage, wnyc.org slash soundcheck, will see that you've divided it into three sort of categories, one of them being music for upheaval, which in a year where Time Magazine's Person of the Year is the protester is a very good way to start. So we've got El General from Tunisia. What else? Well, you know, this this exercise of the best of the year is always like, it becomes more and more overwhelming every year with all the material that's bombarded at us. And so um, I was just thinking about what was most memorable for me during the year, and a lot of it had to do with politics and social change and this atmosphere of upheaval taking place all over the world. And uh, the quote-unquote Arab Spring is, is, was the big story for, uh, for so much of the year. And uh, hip-hop was very much part of its soundtrack. Mm-hmm. So El General out of Tunisia um, was the first one. Uh, and uh, a lot of other hip-hop uh, has been generated across, across the Arab world. Quite a lot and, in Egypt, as yeah. we've heard. And, and, there's, and there's also a lot of really interesting hip-hop out of Palestine that's been around for, for a while as well. Right. Um, but I was also drawn to music from uh, uh, upheaval and social protest here in America. Uh, Occupy Wall Street, Occupy Oakland, and so on. There was there was a fair amount of, of protest music. Nothing really that that came out of the pack and was like the anthem. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we can you know talk about why that is. Uh, and then I was finally drawn to um, protest music from places where the story is supposed to be really good right now. Like China's growing, India's growing, Brazil is growing. People are getting lifted out of poverty. There's all these wonderful things that are happening. A great middle class and the internet and shopping malls and so forth. But there's a lot of tough stuff taking, taking place in those countries as well. And uh, in India in particular, there's a huge amount of rural poverty and caste violence. And uh, one of the most interesting projects that I heard this year is called the Bant Singh Project. It involves a uh, dance hall, a reggae dance hall uh, singer and producer out of Delhi called Delhi Sultanate. His, um, his, his, his real name is uh, Taru Dalmia, and he goes by Delhi Sultanate. The name itself is like a complicated historical reference. And he and some colleagues of his made contact with a guy called Bant Singh, who is a uh, Dalit or untouchable mm-hmm. uh, land- landless activist in the Punjab who has a very, very tragic story. He, um, he protested against uh, uh, caste landlord caste injustice in his region. 
his uh, his daughter was raped by uh, uh, high caste high caste people in his region. He became an activist, and um, the people who attacked her were sent to jail. And then, in retaliation for his his activity, he was ambushed and uh, attacked with a machete, and he lost uh, three of his limbs. And uh, and he continued his activism, and he's a singer. And these guys from Delhi who do like this very globalized like dance hall, reggae, uh, dubstep kind of music went and met up with him and they started doing a project together. It's absolutely amazing. The Bant Singh Project is a remarkable story. Uh, dance hall meets Punjabi folk in this song called Into the Fire. <laughs> Into the Fire, the Bant Singh Project, this uh, remarkable uh, Dalit or untouchable activist slash singer, Bant Singh, and some producers from Delhi, and that's on Siddhartha Mitter's list of the best of 2011. The full list is on our webpage, wnyc.org slash soundcheck. Part of your list, Siddhartha, comes under the category world music that isn't world music. What do you mean by that? I mean that I'm pretty much done with this whole debate about world music. You know, for for 10 years or 15 years, people have been criticizing the category of world music. Oh, you know, it's not really what people are listening to in the countries that it's coming from. Oh, is world music, you know, uh, the right kind of Mm neo-traditional music that's being selected by, like, particular tastemakers and producers in Europe and the United States, et cetera, et cetera? What is it that we're not hearing and, you know, it's a, it's a tedious debate, and I'm kind of done with it because, because I'm bored with it. But I'm also done with it because it's not relevant anymore for the simple reason that world music has kind of wrapping back. And there's all this extraordinary music that is coming from all over the world that is more and more accessible right now. The digital revolution, digital distribution, stuff going up on YouTube and SoundCloud, like what we just heard, the Ban Singh Project, uh, it's not released, but mm-hmm. uh, your listeners can, can look it up and and uh, and get the four tracks and a whole bunch of remixes off of SoundCloud for free. It's Which is any, anybody, where we got that. Exactly. <laughs> anybody can get it. So so I'm kind of done with this whole debate. I don't mind being called a world music critic because world music is changing so fast that the debate doesn't really matter anymore. And, and it's amazing how quickly terms like world music and chamber music can fly apart uh, when they come together, as they do in this remarkable album that came out this year, Balake Sissoko and Vincent Segal. Exactly. Uh, the, the four world music that isn't world music picks that, that your, uh, your listeners will see on the, on the website that I selected, one is hip-hop, one is alternative soul, one of them is uh, South Indian electric jazz, and then another one really is chamber music. This is an incredible project. Uh, it came out early in the year. It's a French cellist called Vincent Segal, and a Malian Kora player virtuoso called Balake Sissoko. And the two of them got together and they uh, made, they, they told me that it's not necessarily for the first time that Kora and Cello have been together, um, 
but it really is like the deepest exploration of what these two string instruments can do together. And they recorded deep at night in Bamako, Mali, uh, and you can really feel it. It's an incredible, incredible album. The album's called Chamber Music. This is the title track. Balake Sissoko playing the Kora, the West African harp, and Vincent Segal, or Vincent Segal, to be more uh, French about it. Merci. Uh, the, uh, the piece called Chamber Music, uh, Segal playing the cello, of course, and from the album of the same name called Chamber Music, which is on Siddhartha Mitter's list of the best of 2011. Uh, it's Critics Week, all this week on Soundcheck, and you can see all the uh, different critics' lists on the webpage, wnyc.org slash soundcheck. Uh, we're in this world music that isn't world music part of your uh, of your list. Um, and I'll, you've listened to a lot of African music, and, you know, there's, there's soul and neo-soul and R&B and hip-hop all coming back to us from artists throughout the, the subcontinent especially – who and where where does Baloji fit in? Where is he from? Where is he on that, that musical spectrum? Baloji fits into uh, kind of the emerging archetypes uh, of uh, artists who have feet in, in two worlds. He's Congolese. Uh, he's a Congolese MC, a rapper. Uh, he's based in Brussels, where there's a very large Congolese community. And um, he's, you know, done, he raps mostly in French and uh, has been doing that out of Brussels for a number of years now. And he went back to Congo, where he has, you know, family. And he, and he did a project working with some uh, incredible Congolese musicians, uh, including uh, Zaiko Langa Langa, the great Sukus act. Uh, other, you know, Sukus being one of the sort of earlier sort of guitar-driven styles dance, of African yeah, dance, music. dance style, incredibly hyper-popular dance dance style out of Congo, uh, and and many other many other great musicians who you know from Congo from the 1970s, 80s, and 90s. Uh, and another another project he did was with Konono Number no. One, which is a band that maybe a lot of your listeners will will know. This band that does this incredibly like jangly music, partly with improvised instruments, um, and so it works really really well with hip hop, and it works really really well with this notion of a crazy. Uh, a crazy African city in the throes of incredible change. They had an election just a, a couple of weeks ago in, in Congo, and, and, and the result is being disputed. So mm-hmm. this is this is really like music of of the moment right now. Um, and Baloji is is a great gruff, urgent rapper, and it just works so well with like the urgency and the steel and the sharpness of Kanona Number no. One. It's really an, an incredible song, and his whole album, which is called Kinshasa Sukursel, is uh, has got this kind of drive to it. His name is Balaji, and he's accompanied here by the uh, thumb piano bass band called Kanono Number no. One. <laughs> 
détermination est intrinsèque Car la maison n'accepte pas l'échec That is Baloji from Congo and the song called Karibuya Bintu. You hear the kind of buzzy, uh, electrified thumb piano sounds of the band Kanono Number no. 1 in the background and Baloji rapping over the top, mostly in French, uh, although Congolese as well, at least in the, uh, the, the title of the song. Yeah, yeah, he, he raps in some local languages as well, but he's mostly mostly in French. And people should check out the video the also. The video is really amazing. <laughs> it's, it's an incredible piece of, like, new African filmmaking. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, it's essentially a six-minute short film yep. set to, to this song. Yeah, and these incredible figures in masks come out of the water and are going out around the city. People should look it up. It's really, really extraordinary. Baloji, B-A-L-O-J-I, uh, or just... Check out Siddhartha Mitter's best of uh, list on our webpage, wnyc.org slash soundcheck. All right, sometimes a, a great song is not about revolution and upheaval, and sometimes it's not about, you know, whether we parse terms like world music one way or and Sometimes a great song is just a great song. And you have a couple on your list. Exactly. And I have, to, I have to thank you guys for freeing us from the constraints of genre and saying, no, it doesn't have to be all world music. You can just whatever turned you on this year. And, and, that's, and that means that we can get to earworms, you know, those songs that you hear. And uh, especially those of us who are bombarded with, with, with music and cultural output all the time. And it's like, how do you, how do you keep track? And I'm sure I'm not the first one to, to, to tell you that in the end, it's like, what do you go back and listen to right. a second time and a third and a fourth when you really ought to have been listening to something else for work? And, <laughs> and, and for me, the song that I just could not get out of my head all year um, was Frank Ocean's song, Novocaine. Um, Frank Ocean... He's part of the the odd associated with the odd future, he's, the, the rap collective exactly. in he's, LA. Exactly, he's he's associated with odd future, and uh, they're this kind of complicated group, and and yeah. we can say some things about them. But what's nice about him is that he's quite different from them. This is Frank Ocean and Novocaine. Brain like Berkeley, met her at Coachella. I went to see Jigga, she went to see Z Trip. Perfect. I took a seat on the ice cold lawn. She handed me a ice blue bong. Whatever. She says she wanna be a dentist really bad. She's in school paying for tuition, doing porn in the valley. At least you're working, but girl, I can't feel my face. What are we smoking anyway? She said, don't let the high go to waste. But can you taste a little taste? Novocaine, baby, baby, Novocaine. Well, that's as much as we can play on the radio of Novocaine by Frank Ocean. Uh, I, I just, I love the line. What are we smoking anyway? <laughs> it's, it's, it's an incredible song. I mean, to me, this song is pure California. It, it, it could only come out of Southern California. It's got that haze to it. There's echoes of like, you know, everything from, you know, the Beach Boys and Ariel Pink and all these kinds of things. It's, it's, he's an amazing, amazing songwriter. And uh, I think we're going to be been, hearing about him for a while. Well, and, and we've already started here. I mean, he's turned up as like the featured artist on a number yeah. of rappers' songs. And yeah, yeah, exactly. And he's, and he's written for Beyonce and I think maybe John Legend and a few other people. But this has been his breakout. And uh, he released it on Tumblr. Um, and... Uh, it's it's really it's it's great. We're going to be hearing from Frank Ocean for for quite a long time. A right. Really, a really original soul singer. Novocaine is uh, on Siddhartha Mitter's list of the best of 2011. 
Siddhartha, former culture reporter here at WNYC and writes for the Boston Globe, MTV Iggy, MTV Desi, and others. And um, <clears throat> subtract, spelled S-B-T-R-K-T. Yeah, vowels are very, like, 1990s. <laughs> so subtract comes from, from England, right? Yeah, so every year there's, like, a bunch of stuff that comes from England. And it's like the hot thing in England, and then probably next year we don't hear about it anymore. And, and the thing is that what, what I love about it is that the British are just very unselfconscious about it. They love to embrace something for a while, and then they, that's, that's cool. They don't have this hang-up of like, oh, that's only temporary and everything. And so uh, I think that explains why we get all this incredible music out of, out of England. And, um, you know, dubstep, which is this whole movement, which has been around for a while, hit America allegedly this year. Uh, but the British are sort I'm of... I'm glad in, you said allegedly, because yeah. it, it hit here a few years. Allegedly, I, We're right. already hearing people like Skrillex doing yeah, well, post-dubstep. Exactly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> let's, let's, let's not even talk about Skrillex right now. But uh, um, the British have their own kind of spare post-dubstep thing. Uh, to me, what Subtract does is really as much in the in the in the vein or in the heritage of, like, Tricky and Massive Attack and the Bristol sound from the early so 90s. So trip-hop more. Yeah, well, you know, you can call it what you want, but it's just really, really good spare electronic music. And he's this guy who uh, doesn't show his face when he performs. He always wears these crazy kind of African masks. Uh, his name wasn't known for a while. I guess it's leaked out now, but he keeps a really, really low profile. And uh, his album is a bunch of collaborations with really cool uh, singers, including uh, the woman from Little Dragon and then this wonderful uh, UK kind of house music singer called Sampha, who features on the song that's my favorite from the album, uh, which, is, which is called Hold On. This is Subtract. Why don't you let me see? Why don't you let me? Why don't you let me see? Why don't you let me? You're giving me the cold stuff like you don't even know. That is Subtract featuring Sampha and the song Hold On. And uh, as with the, uh, the the Congolese work we heard earlier, you get the sound of the thumb piano going in the background Something there. Like that, yeah. yeah. Uh, Siddhartha Mitter's with us on Critics Week. His top ten for the year is on our webpage. Uh, and in addition to the, the full list of ten best of the year, you also make, uh, make mention of three people we lost during 2011. The great Indian singer Bimson Joshi. Cesaria Evera, we talked a little bit about her yesterday on yeah. the program, the great singer from Cape Verde Islands, and Gil Scott Heron. Yeah, you know, our, our whole relationship to, like, the death of celebrities has gotten really weird now, especially in this era of social networking where everybody has to, like, throw up RIPs to everybody all the time. And it's, it's, it's kind of creepy, and I don't like to participate in it. Uh, and yet this year, these three, um, these three who passed away were really fundamental to my personal 
uh, like my musical sensibility and even just my understanding of the world. And and I know you talked about Cesaria yesterday. Pimsen Joshi, I have to say his name, was an incredible, probably the greatest living uh, North Indian classical singer, Hindustani singer, uh, until he passed away early this year, an incredibly influential and beautiful and beautiful man. Um, and then Gil Scott Heron. And, uh, you know... Who uh, told us the revolution will not be televised. He, Gil Scott Heron told us so much. <laughs> and and just just going back and listening to his whole discography, his relevance, his fury, how young he was when he broke up with Small Talk on 125th, 125th and Lennox when he was like 21 years old back in like 1971 or whatever it was. Um, he, he burned so bright and he left so much and he's so fundamental. And, uh, uh, you know, it's a shame that, that he didn't live to see... Um, the beginnings of whatever social ferment we've had in, in America in these past few months. And the um, revolution being televised from North Africa and the Middle East. And uh, Exactly, exactly. But uh, his influence is just gigantic, and, and he's deeply missed. Gil Scott Heron, Peace Go With You, Brother, is from his album Winter in America. Siddhartha Mitter, nice to have you back on Soundcheck. Good to be here, John. Thank you very much. And my son Sometimes, sometimes I wish Still to come, Critics Week continues with a look back at the year in dance, and we have a live performance from singer-songwriter Jeffrey Lewis. And speaking of live performance, we'll be in the green space on Tuesday, January 17th, live at 2 p.m., with Porgy and Best stars Audra McDonald. And Norm Lewis, also singer-songwriter Sharon Van Etten, previews her new album Tuesday, January 17th, live at 2 p.m. You can be there with us. Go to wnyc.org soundcheck for details. <laughs>